Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, welcome to our Fantasy Premier League podcast, Waiting on the Bonus Points. In FPL, those all-important bonus points can make all the difference to your side, so we hope that us here at the Herald can make all the difference to your FPL experience this season. My name is David Monday, I'm a reporter here at the Herald, and joining me in the studio today are fellow sports journalists Jack Ball. Hello. And Baron Cross. Hello. Now, (laughs) (laughs) the first thing that we we realised when we thought we were going to do a Fantasy Premier League podcast was what makes Fantasy Premier League so fun for you and your friends is the different types of players that you have, there's people who different approaches to the game so we're going to introduce ourselves in that sort of way so we're going to start with Jack who we have decided to give the nickname of the gut man um, this, is, this is a man who doesn't do any research he doesn't read a single piece of advice or any tips before any game he flies by the seats of his pants sometimes it does pay off doesn't it Jack it's, you know sometimes your hoard of differentials does quite well and I'm sure I let you both know about it when it does yes you do uh, but the rest of the time you're left with an eclectic bunch of underperforming losers um, so, uh, Baron, I know that you have take particular issue with Jack's start of management. No, Give I, us a couple of thoughts. I've got, I've got a lot of love for Jack, and, it, and it's, uh, there's nothing personal in this. It's, it's just the FPL rivalry, I think. Um, <laughs> we, Jack and I tend to club together and just hate on everybody else, but, but last year it really got to me. Uh, they just, it's, I think it's when, it's not just Jack, it's when anybody that sort of doesn't really put any sort of hours into it, like, I am there at home on a Saturday morning at like 2am. <laughs> Just going, pouring over figures, trying to get the right players in. And your missus is like, Baron... Asleep on stage by this stage. Oh, really? Okay. I'm just tapping away in silence, (laughs) getting just sweating with anger and frustration. And then when it comes to... It's it's Sundays now, isn't it? When sort of the week is over, you you look over your teams and... You can see that Jack's sort of outdone you by 30 or 40 points. And he literally has... Not put any effort into it. <laughs> to be fair, I do my. I also do my chance on Saturday, but it comes at five past five after the, the week for the following week. Yeah, I'm well true. known for my for my chance. So yeah, it's, 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 yeah it's, it's a beauty of FPL. It's why it's why we all love it. I think because you know you can play it any kind of way, and it, and it can come off. But um, exactly, yeah. it is frustrating, isn't it? I mean, it's, 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 even if you're doing well, it's a frustrating game. You can do better. Exactly. Well, that brings us on to to you, Baron. Um, we called you Mr. Emotional. Now, you can hear it in my voice. Yeah. Uh, when, it, when it comes to building Baron's team, he, he is like a lot of people. I think he, the way he builds his team is actually um, quite normal compared to everybody else. He prefers the perfect balance of statistics, as he's told us about, mm. with, a, with a smidgen of gut feeling. Mm. Um, but when it goes wrong, this is a man you do not speak to about, about anything. Like, honestly, the only thing you can get him to say is, I hate football. Oh, it's um, so true. Yeah, so... There's a shake of the head. Yeah. On, a, on a Sunday, I'll come in for our Sunday shift when we all used to work together and these two would start chatting on about it and I'd be like, can we just not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. J- Jack, t- tell us a few uh, a few examples of when you come in on a Sunday, try to talk about it. What's his face look like? Uh, well, as Brendan alluded to last season, me and him were both uh, near the bottom, I'd say, no, the top. So times, we, we both sort of joined together to hate everyone else, as Baron, mm-hmm. as Baron said, but... 
honestly, on Saturday night when I was watching Match of the Day or watching Gillette Soccer on Saturday afternoon and I would see things going wrong with Ben, I would look forward to seeing him the day after. <laughs> just, to see his, just to see his, the anguish on his face. And it was always fun on a Sunday, wasn't it? Because you'd have the live games on TV as well that we could see. And That's true. It, it was always a good laugh. But I think emotions are, are, are part of part, part, part. everyone's oh, emotional, yeah. but Baron is very well asleep. Yeah, yeah. I'm very little. I'm not. I'm very rarely in the middle, aren't I? I'm, I'm yeah. either completely dejected and don't want to talk about it until the following weekend, or I'm on cloud nine and I can't oh, stop yeah. telling everybody about how pleased I was that exactly. I captained Christian Eriksen and everybody else in Harry Kane that one the amount of times that we've seen you tell us in our group chat that hashtag scenes and hashtag limbs are trending in your living room I mean so you know there is the other end of the spectrum of course so we mustn't forget that Um, finally uh, myself uh, Jack has decided to call me Stato so I'm basically the exact opposite of Jack so when it comes to picking my team the only thing I think about is numbers figures graphs diagrams and sometimes it pays off Uh, but the rest of the time I end up kind of talking about how good Wayne Rooney was against Newcastle and, and Tottenham like five years ago and it all falls flat on my face. I like to think I'm like a poor man's version of Mark Southerns, the, 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 the FPL scout on their website. Although I feel like Baron knew you a slightly better impression of him. I don't know if I could do it on the spot like this because yeah. if, if, if by some, some miracle Mark Southerns listens to this, <laughs> I'd get some grief. That is true. Maybe maybe in a future episode uh, when you've had a if, bit of time to if, if, As we progress through the podcast, I can sort of summon the, the Cockney accent and maybe maybe I'll just pop out the old Rough phrase. Hair up yeah. and, and get some glasses as well. Well, this was the week that we all wanted Harry Kane. Oh, he's <laughs> and we completely misjudged it. But Jules, what did you make of the week? I don't think any of us can do Jules, but that was very good. I bode well. I bode well. Um, so we're going to talk about team building now. Uh, so, we, so now that we kind of understand everybody's approach, um, just a few words on what's the first thing you think about when you build a team? Because obviously this is the time of year when everybody has just got a clean slate. You know, everybody uh, has 100 million. Nobody's team's devalued or overvalued. Mm-hmm. You can pick anyone you want. Um, let's start with you, Baron. What's the first thing that you think of? It's when just you... too much pressure in it, Jack. Because like, <laughs> when we start badly, it's just such a slippery slope. And it's just so... And because you've got so little data to go on, because you look at last year's points, and although, for instance, two years ago, Mares, yeah. your top point scorer in the game, wasn't it? Yeah, right. the, so I put him and Vardy in from the start of last season. And you would have thought anyone with a bit of common sense would think, clearly, Leicester are not going to do what they did last year. That was a fluke. Not me. <laughs> not me. So I took them on with their higher price points, put them in, and they were rubbish for about five or six weeks before I eventually shipped them out. So And they quickly devalued as well, didn't they? Yeah, it's just so much pressure. I mean, the first thing, I mean, I think this year I'll probably change, because I've sort of chatted to, to you two a little bit more about it, and I think it does make a lot of sense to, to follow the, the TSB, the Team Selected yeah. by Ratio, and just cover at least some of your losses. Yeah. So I think I will be trying to sort of pin down at least three or four of the, the biggest owned yeah. players, I think. I'm, I'm, I'm very similar. I mean, that's that's the first thing I look at is is TSB, not necessarily to pick my team, but just to be aware of who everyone else has. So you use an example, mm. Deli Alley. Everyone's got Deli Alley. Yeah. So, you know, what I ask myself is, do I want to um, try and stick with the pack or could I get Christian Eriksen for the same price? Yeah. Probably the same kind of output from week to week, but could that make a difference? So. Um, but I like to have my base. It's, it's the risk, isn't it? You don't. You really don't know who is going to in those first two or three weeks. You don't know which Spurs player is going to fire. Yeah, I'd rather stay with the pack yes. than risk getting left behind. Yeah. Which leads us on to someone who doesn't do that. Well, so they won't, they won't the shock. It's funny that I've never looked at that in my life, so I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I have yes, no, this is uh, why. TSB, what the heck? I haven't. That? So I've never looked at it, and I don't have Deli Ali either. So um, that won't surprise you. I, strikers is where I like to start. I like okay. to get my strikers in first, and That's I've never right. picked, never ever start with Aguero in every year. It's 
bit me, bit me in the ass. So every year. I'm hoping. Every I'm not going to this year, but I don't think. I think every year, genuinely, for yeah. the last five or six years. It's a good principle, years. isn't it? Yeah, well, I it's think if I get enough players and spread the wealth around, I will do better than the Guerin. It never happens. And that's what I. Every, <laughs> every year. The week before, I look at my team and think, I'm going to win it this year. I'm going to do it. Everyone I'm so optimistic. Look, so optimistic. You can't lose. What player on my team is bad? I don't think there is one. But you've already poo-pooed on my three Everton players. Because I don't even look at the fixtures past the first week. Are we getting on fixtures later? I think I've got choice words about Everton. Defenders are my last call. Defenders are my last port of call because I just don't put as much value in them. Yeah, defenders, I think, and we all agree on that, I think... You can rotate them. There's more rotation on yeah. defenders that you can. They're, do. they're a luxury item if you can afford them. Yeah, exactly. And then my bench is just bargain basement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, again, that that's very you, isn't it? To not look at the fixtures and. Yeah. The thing, the thing is, I think if I put as much work into trying to pick my team and then lost, I'd probably be more emotional. Yes, than that's the thing. Exactly I, right. I think if you're going to put in that implication, you've got to do well, otherwise you really do get angry. And I just don't have, I don't have a, I'm too busy playing football manager to, to put that this time. To put that there we go, episode one, Jack is already, <laughs> one of our experts has already admitted, I'm not very good, I don't have much advice and actually I prefer a football manager, so that's good. Well, <laughs> this year though, I've put to my team, I'm going to win. Oh, okay, well tell you what, you, tell you what, first one of next year, present the podcast in your underwear, yeah, if you win. I'll, if I win? <laughs> yeah. Okay, if I win. There we no, go. I don't know. No, no, I'm not no just remember, it's a podcast, no one will see. Um, so, we've talked about a bit of team building, so let's quickly just see if we can uh, talk about some must-haves, in your opinion, in the four different positions. So, Jack, we'll start with you. Is there a goalkeeper that you think that um, everybody should have? Pickford looks good. I mean, he was great for Sunderland last year. He won points just for the amount of saves he had to make. We've looked at the start that his team have got, and it's not the easiest, so possibly he will have a lot of, a lot of attacking... To, to try and keep out of his net so I think Pickford might be a good one because Sunderland never really kept many clean sheets no, he still right. got a lot of points he was yeah. still one of the highest point scorers so for me Pickford is who I picked and I think he'll be a, a good acquisition Baron what about you? Yeah we've had a good little chat about haven't we in the office that um, you know, last year there was um, although it wasn't obvious from the start it became clear that Heaton and Pickford were the go-to keepers weren't they yeah. and, um, at the start of the season it's always hard to see a, a four million or a four and a half million pound goalkeeper that looks like a, a must have but um, I think we're all agreed that that's the sort of price range you're looking at to yeah. sort of have a strong team further forward. So, um, as a Newcastle fan, I like the look of Rob Elliott. I think because he is formerly, I think anybody that doesn't have Rob Elliott as a second choice keeper must have some amazing reasons not to because I think they've got the fixtures and he's got the price. <laughs> <laughs> this is why this podcast is the end. Um, must have, no. I mean, I don't think there's a, there's a must have. I think De Gea is obviously the most owned keeper, but I just I can't legislate for five and a half million yeah. keeper. I mean, United have got the fixtures, but a little bit too expensive. I like the look of Ben Foster. I mean, that's that's more of a like than a must have, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Ben Foster is who I would be most likely to say is a must have, but at the moment I'm still trying to go through rotations more than anything else. Mm. So I like the idea of Rob Elliott. The only reason why he's not on my bench at the moment, he may well be, yeah. is because obviously uh, the manager said that yes, he's trying to get someone right. else in. Um, you know, if, if we get to the first, we get to the first a few days left, haven't we? I'm exactly. very surprised Valiant doesn't start the weekend. Yeah, so I mean, he'd probably start against Spurs, but mm. if uh, I've got Fabianski as my second goalkeeper at the moment, just oh, yeah. because his fixtures, I can't remember what they are on top of my head, uh, they rotate very nicely with West Brom. So um, for me, I think goalkeepers is the highest area to find a must-have, and defenders yeah. generally are, because actually you're looking for ways that are cheap to invest in good defenders. And you just don't know, I mean, no one would have picked Heaton or Pickford no, as right. the best no, keepers exactly. last year. Yeah, exactly. yeah. For all we know, someone who plays for, like Joel Coleman, for example, 
could do very well, um, but we just wouldn't know right now. No. So, um, I'm using on to defenders then, slightly easier. I suppose we have all sort of talked about Kieran Trippier, so that's kind of the big... I, I mean, we assumed <laughs> it didn't happen. Most people, most people did. He has a game against Juventus in classic FBL style. The season hasn't even started yet, and he managed to... He put in a pearl of an assist for Harry Kane to just smash home with his head, which just absolutely outlines how good he would be this year. And then 20 minutes later, he's stretched off in a moon boot and uh, is going to miss the start of the season. So all of a sudden, there's a bit of a vacuum for who's the must-have defender. Um, I've swapped him in for Ben Davis, so I would sort of say that Ben Davis is the must-have now because he's the same sort of price. Is Danny Rose still out? And Danny Rose is still, we're not sure. So I think Davis has played more pre-season, so at least to begin with, he's yeah. probably the must-have. Um, but, I mean, what do you guys think, Jack? Well, as I've already said, I've my, picked my defenders last, so an ideal world a must-have is obviously a must-have, but for me, it's just trying to spread the money I've got left across, mm. the, across the five positions. And I think, I think Chelsea were good defensively last year, mm. and I don't think that will slip up. It's just who's going to start, you know, which two yeah, of the, the three that they've got going to start. I've got Holgate in my team, and again, I haven't looked, <laughs> looked at the pictures to come up. <laughs> but he should play, there's a few injuries in their team, he should play, and he, he did make a good start, and then was out on the team, again, he was cheap. And the other one for me is Jack Stevens. It'll be interesting. Again, you don't know who's going to play, whether, yeah. you know... Um, Southampton have great fixtures. Yeah, I so, mean, as much as Everton have really bad fixtures, Southampton, I think, have the best, officially, if you divide the yeah. FDR. The Southampton and Huddersfield have got the best start. So yeah. they, they average two on the FDR for the first five weeks, which is... And, and, got some that team, and they've got a one-to-way... What's the other defender? Um, what, you mean uh, Sheila? Cedric. Cedric. Yeah. Yeah. Is, well, if yeah. I was going to say, if there was a must-have... If you haven't got Cedric, who's a, f- a fullback at a good price with good fixtures, yeah, I'd, I'd be very surprised. I mean, you need to have good reasons. I think that's yeah. as close and must have as you get. And that's the great thing about his price bracket. I mean, last year I think some I, I at least had Jack Stevens. I think some of the rest of you yeah. did towards the end, and he was around four point two three. But obviously now that he's five million, if you're paying five million for a centre back or five million for a fullback, one of both the fullback. fullback. So yeah. as you say, Cedric is, is actually was my second name on the team sheet. So. United's fixtures and. Jamarino is notoriously a very um, sort of mean manager when it comes to defences, and I think that the trouble they've got is, is selection, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Apart from Valencia, maybe who's six five. Yeah, it's quite a lot. It's hard to go for a be guaranteed for another United defender. One defender that I always picked, every, I think every year, and I'm not that it's his price is too high. Cahill, because last yes. season I yeah. had him, and not a lot of people did. Gone assist, he got so many goals. Got so many goals, and I think it's six point five maybe yeah. this year, and that's not cheap. It's too much for a defender. Louise seems to be the way everyone's going, doesn't it? Yeah. Chelsea, yeah, exactly. I mean. Cahill is, is a great shout because obviously he got the assist for I think it was Moses' goal on the Community Shield on Sunday. So that's so happy, yeah. Like yeah. when you look at that, <laughs> that comes through on Twitter or something, you see Cahill assist and you know Jack's got anything. You chummy kids. Is it score a fair few? Like, I would always make sure that I'm every week. Facebook if he had got the goal. Yeah, it goes back to what you said, Baron. Like we're sat there thinking, no, Cahill's too expensive. Chelsea not as defensively strong as they were in the second half of the season, and he's sat there with Cahill like. And, that, and, and, and just, the same with, with Alonso, isn't it? On, on for yeah. the managers, when people invest the seven million in Alonso, you think no way is he worth that. Yeah. First three games of the season, a goal and two assists or something. Yeah. You think why have I not got him? The other one that could be Victor Moses. He done as a defender yes. this year. He's six five, isn't he? He's six five as well, but he is going to miss the first game of the season. Yes. Yeah. Uh, sent off in the FA Cup final. Wasn't yeah. He's so. definitely one to keep an eye on. I think. I would agree. He's yeah. done as a defender. He get a few assists. I think few. someone yeah, worked yeah. out that the points that he got last year because he obviously will play the same position again. If he was classified as a defender last year, I think he would have earned maybe somewhere between 50 and 70 more points just on account of the fact that his goals are worth more, mm-hmm. his clean sheets are worth more. So he's definitely one to watch. Right? lively on, on Sunday. Absolutely. Uh, midfielders then, must-haves. Always the trickiest one, I think, because there's so much choice. The, the forwards, when we get to the end, I think is the easiest one. But in terms of midfielders, Baron, have you got a midfielder that you think um, is... You know, 
when you should have. TSB, um, <laughs> uh, sort of, I, I suppose, gives you a big inkling as to who a must-have might be. Um, Ali's got amazing ownership, but Spurs' fixtures could be easier. Um, I think, same with De Bruyne, really. Uh, I don't, Zahar's not a bad shout, you know. I mean, maybe not a must-have. But at seven million, he's a good price. Um, we like to think Palace might be a little bit attacking the board. They've got a very good first fixture, and their FDR is is twelve across the first five weeks. Yeah, so, so twos good, and threes. Yeah, so they start against Huddersfield. Palace so. and, and Zahar is is not bad. Out seven yeah. million. Yeah. For, for me, it's Salah for Liverpool. I think he's been oh, fantastic he's, yeah. in yeah. this season. He's. I think Liverpool will score goals. They they, mm. they were very good from midfield last season. Cheaper than Matty as well. He's yeah. scored, he scored in a lot of ga- games. I know you can't read too much into preseason, but at the moment that's all we've really got. Yeah, to, you're right, to look yeah, at things. Exactly. And he's a very exciting. Pedro, uh, he was he was suspended for the first game now, probably. Um, no, he's not. He's not. I actually did a bit of research on this morning. The Community Shield officially, suspension-wise, is a friendly. Oh, and that's why game. Moses played. And that's why Moses because that would have been Moses' suspended game. Exactly. That's so what I want to cover because he, again, Pedro, he's another one that Pedro will be available, yeah. obviously with Hazard out with an ankle injury. Yes, then, he's got to play, yeah, yeah then you'd play. imagine that front three would presumably be Morata, Pedro, and William. Yeah, yeah. So William and Pedro are two that we're talking about. Um, I'm actually going to mention Kevin De Bruyne simply because we're going to get onto the forwards in a minute, and I think most people tend to have Kane and Lukaku and a cheap one and weirdly Aguero seems to be very under the radar for the first time in a very long time like his ownership I think is still around under 10% something like that and when you look at their fixtures they're the kind of fixtures you can see City literally blowing teams away and if you've got say you've got Spurs you've got United and Kane and Lukaku and if you've got Salah as well who's worth 9 million and maybe Fabregas, William or Pedro and Chelsea you're kind of leaving yourself open to not having a Man City player. Yeah. Obviously, the problem is, and we found this out the hardware last cost. year, is rotation yeah. and cost. How much is De Bruyne? So De Bruyne is worth 10 million. And if you think about it, yes, it's quite a lot. But if you want to capitalise on them on their offensive output, you can't guarantee that Silver's going to play. You can't guarantee that the other Silver's going to play. Sterling's the same. Sana, you don't know. The only ones you know are going to play are going to be De Bruyne. And it looks like Jesus. He looks Jesus, Jesus, doesn't he? Yeah. He does look as Jesus. It looks like he's going to play possibly with Aguero in their friendly against West Ham. They played up front together, so they're the three that are most likely to play. And of those three, De Bruyne is the cheapest because Aguero is worth eleven and a half. Jesus is worth ten point five. Mm. De Bruyne is the cheapest, so it sounds a lot of money to spend. But if you want to make sure you're covering yourself, he is the cheapest, most likely player to play for Man City and be heavily involved as well because he something like twenty two assist king, isn't he? He's an assist yeah. king. So, yeah. Um, right, so we've uh, talked about every position apart from forwards, so this is probably the most exciting but probably the easiest to discuss, so let's is, start with you Ben. Is it more of a question of picking one must have? <laughs> it's tricky, isn't it? It's hard to separate them, isn't yeah, it, Lukaku and Kane? I think if, if you were going to push me, because they're fixtures, I would go Lukaku. I know yeah. Kane is an FPL god, but they, if, like I say, if you had to pick one, you look at Kane's historically in August, not great, they're at yeah. Wembley. And United's fixtures are incredible. They are. They are very. And Lukaku good. will play every single match. And he's the kind of player who. Look at what's last Yeah, they, they were missing someone who scored against the dross, shall we say? They were missing someone who could kill off a team, and yeah. that is that's Lukaku's job. That's what he. That's what he's yeah. done for years at Everton, isn't it? Jack, what about you? Have you got uh, yeah, a nice no, forward. Again, Lukaku and Jesus are two of the ones that I've gone for, and oh, right. a cheaper third option. I think both will score goals, and I think. The reason I'm not going for Harry Kane is just because he's a bit more expensive. Than, mm. And I just it's like, it's like the Aguero again, factor, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And for once, I did, I did, I, not through research, through memory, <laughs> I remember he didn't have a very good start to the last couple of seasons. So yeah. I've, 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 not, I've not had Kane before. So this is, he'll probably score a hat-trick in the last week and yeah. I've already been fed up with fancy football. But, so he might well come in in a few weeks' time. But you made a good point, though. Yeah. If you put in the most expensive player, you can always take him out and replace that's, him. That's, that's, what, that's why I think that Kane is the must-have. 
because I think you can still have Kane and Lukaku, and if you're covered with De Bruyne, I think you've got a good balance there. The thing with Kane, obviously, as you say, because he's the most expensive player, if he doesn't do well and you time his sale properly so that you don't lose value, you, you literally have carte blanche to replace him because you could replace him with anyone else and you're mm-hmm. fine. Whereas, as you say, if we're three weeks into the season and he's banging the hat-trick in every week, you're going to be like, well, how do I get him in without selling someone else and taking point hits? So that's why he's in there for now. And I know everyone talks about his August isn't that great, but what I think we have to remember is that two seasons ago, he wasn't quite in his pomp yet. The last season, he just came back from the Euros, so possibly jaded? I don't know. I don't know his mind, but, you know... This season is the first time that he's come into a season in his pomp and fresh because he's not played in an international mm-hmm. tournament. The only flip side, of course, is they're going to be at Wembley where they have struggled. So there is still reasons not to go with Kane, but from a pure market value aspect, I think, for me, I, I, go I would say the team. biggest interesting thing about the Italians is who your chief option is. That's the differential, I think, which will be... Yeah. Are, we, are, we, are we going over, like, I think, yeah, we've got how to get 15 to fit people in, like, yeah. lineups and stuff? Yeah, I mean, we've talked about... Um, I must have in each position. Is there a player? Let's talk about. We've just perhaps got enough time to talk about uh, a budget enabler for each position, and let's go kind of quick fire for this one. So, Baron, is there a quick fire? You've already talked about your goalkeeper, so a quick fire um, budget enabler for your defence. Uh, budget enabler. So we'll look, we've got to be looking at, at four or five of them. Yeah. Cheaper. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've got one to be honest. Rangel maybe at a push. Huna, I think Hunemeyer. Yeah, those they're two are quite unknown quantities. They're worth looking at, and they just because of their price. Rangel may play, may not play. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, myself, I quite like the look of Marcus Sutner from Brighton. He's a new signing, um, had quite a lot of assists in the Bundesliga, so you know that could be worth having. Obviously, the caveat with Brighton is we don't no, know how well they're going to do. Yeah. Um, midfield budget enablers. I've got one that I quite like. Is Mark Pugh from Bournemouth? He's worth five million. He's probably going to start on the left wing and. You know, we did say we probably weren't going to talk about Bournemouth players, but we just have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my one, like, uh, I'm going to be the Paul Merson of the group and can't pronounce any of these names. But <laughs> oh, you mean Milivojevic? I've, I've read a little bit about him. He's quite, he's quite, he's quite, he's quite good from, from set yeah. pieces. So he's only, let me have a quick look, he's only worth five million. So he's and on my bench. Of the pictures. So he, he's the one that I would say could be differential without giving my secrets away to Baron. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've, I've, I've only done really sort of cursory glances at sort of whole teams rather than individual enablers but um, if you if you were absolutely desperate and you didn't have a United midfielder Herrera is only five and a half and they've yeah. got very good fixtures and he and for that price you're not looking for somebody who's going to bang in goals every week and he has proved on occasion he does pop up with a goal or two so yeah five yeah, and yeah. a half with good fixtures and, yeah. he, and he will play Herrera alongside Matic yeah so. you'd expect yeah um Quickly, before we move on to just some questions that people have sent in, a budget enabler forward. Um, I'm going to mention Jay Rodriguez, West Brom, done quite well in pre-season, looks like he'll probably start, and West Brom's fixtures are quite good as well, he's worth yes. £6 million, so He's done well in pre-season, is he? Yeah, so, could be a budget enabler for your forwards. Mm-hmm. Again, mine and I'm in Quantity in the Premier League, but Tammy Abraham, obviously at Swansea, not goals Great in the Crystal City, yeah. five he's five worth five and a half, but he did pick up an injury, yeah. 75% chance of playing, and normally they go well. So, I think Swansea scored a lot of goals last year as well. They scored four against Sampdoria I mean, the other day, so Lorente came Abraham scored, scored one of them. So Lorente scored a fair few last season, so Abraham does have the record of finding him there. And I'm not in the Premier League, but he, even if he gets 10, 15, five and a half. So, definitely worth looking at. And, and bearing what about you? Um, 
I think Rodriguez is a good shout. I think Austin is a very interesting prospect. Southampton have got the fixtures, but we just have got no idea who's going to play. Yeah, that's true. Gabby Gabbiadini is is really highly selected, and he's only seven million, and they have the fixtures, but you just don't know who's going to play. He but was he was great when he first came in. Gabbiadini, I know. He totally off the ball. Well, I was one of those that brought him in yeah. back end of the season because they had all those double game yeah. weeks, and he did nothing. Yeah, and yeah I hated him. Now. And Austin <laughs> was great for them, wasn't he? Before he got so think, that injury, like, if Austin plays and he's fit, yeah. they've got the fixtures, and he's only six and million. Well, that's that's really, really really good price for yeah. Austin. Absolutely. Um, right, so we're just going to have a quick few questions that people have sent in. I've um, delegated who I'm going to ask them to because I feel like they've, they've, there's questions that have come in, one for everybody. So cool. a great one that feels like a very gut question. And you kind of maybe already touched it, but uh, basically we've had a question from FBL Changes, uh, which is uh, FBL Price Changes, I should say, on Twitter, saying Kane or Lukaku or both. So three options. Jack. What, what, I've got, what I have gone for is Lukaku. I, I can afford both because I want to spread. I think midfield is a place where if you can get players that can score goals, it obviously gets you more points. And so it's hard. Lukaku, I'd, I'd opt for Lukaku, but if I opt for Lukaku, I can guarantee you came with a storm of an opening few weeks. And <laughs> Lukaku will do nothing or get injured in the first game. That, that is exactly what will happen, isn't it? Uh, right, we've got another question for Baron now from Andy Sardudin, who says. What is the best formation to line your players up in? So three four three, three five two, four four two. What do you think? I think um, is the best one. To go I for? think, yeah, I think before before form comes into it and fixtures and the season unfolds with whichever players you've got, I think I would always look to aim for a three four three. I think it's easier to get a very cheap fifth midfielder who you would be more comfortable with on the bench. Whereas with that third striker role, I mean, based on some of the calculations, I and mean, you could get something like Chicharito in for yeah. for a decent price. So I think I think. Optimum, I would go three four three. But as we saw last year with, with the likes of Capu, like firing or Joe Allen, you can easily switch to a three five two quite yeah. quickly. Yeah. Also, as well, you know, I think defenders are dying out in Premier League, isn't it? So you know, I, I find it weird when people have four or five four, yeah. four defenders. I mean, personally, for me, I think it's just got to come down to where you spend your money. I guess you yes, know, if, exactly. you've, if you've got no budget enablers in your midfield, then go three five two. If you've got no budget, like say, if you spent, if you splashed out to have Kane, Lukaku, and, and Jesus, go three four three or. Well, that's a hell of a team. If you yeah. get those three attack, <laughs> you've got no one in defence. Yeah. The trouble is, with, with me, I, I just always am too scared to leave out a striker because I know if I leave out a striker, it's that a fear, um, isn't it? And that always happens. You if you leave a striker, he'll get a hatchet, he'll be wide, I leave him out. Exactly. Our final question is from, uh, if I'm going to pronounce this quickly, Arve Svardal, who has asked, is Ryan Lowe a sure starter and is he on pen? So this is a Huddersfield defender. Um, and it's a good question, actually, because... Um, he took a penalty against Fulham, I think, back in uh, April. They lost 4-1, but he scored the penalty. Um, and Scott Malone's come to Huddersfield from Fulham. Um, so the question is, is he going to start? Is he going to take penalties? I've done a little bit of research to help you with your question. Um, uh, so basically, uh, he played 39 games last year. Uh, Fantasy Football Fix have a great uh, thing on their website that basically tells you how likely someone is to start based on pre-season and games from before. Apparently, this defender, Chris Lowe, I called him Ryan before, my mistake, is 87% likely to start. So, potentially worth having in, he's worth 4.5. Mm. Um, as to whether or not he takes penalties, he's only taken one. So, we've basically... In pre-season or I know, this is... In, in competitive games, he's taken one penalty. The thing with Huddersfield, though, is they don't really have a, a specified penalty taker. So, it could be worth having him because he might take a penalty. Um, only on the spot here, do they have an easy start the season? You very yes. Good. So, Huddersfield yeah. have... If you were looking at a budget enabler, Huddersfield and Southampton have got the best the best start to the yeah, league. Exactly. I like yeah. Tommy Smith's a big big yes. asset for Huddersfield, but he's just too expensive. Yeah, he's, he's if he was four or five, he'd be straight in. Yeah, same here. But as, how well he did last year has made him more expensive. Assists from defenders. I think it was four goals and ten assists. Yeah. If I'm wrong, it's in that region anyway. Yeah. So, it is. yeah. Um, 
Huddersfield, um, Aaron Moy has taken penalties. Rajiv Van Lepar has as well. Um, so if you, if you have any of those players, they could take a spot kick, but it's relatively undecided. So they've got Tomitz as well now. They've they? got Tomitz as well. Uh, so he could easily take them as well. Yeah, so anyone could take Huddersfield's penalties. So to answer the question, who takes Huddersfield's penalties, ask the manager, because we don't know. <laughs> David Parkman. <laughs> yeah, ask him. Um, right, we're just going to finish now on, again, just a quick fire question before we finish. Um, we talked about team names a lot over the summer anything in particular I quite like funny ones so what's been your favourite one that you've seen so far I'm going to start with one that's a bit of a wordplay it will sound strange on the podcast when you see it written down it makes more sense it's a combination of five players names is are you Blint Fair Fuchs Ake I'll let you work that one out for yourself I think the guys in the studio know what it means but yeah that was my favourite one that was your team name before you yeah. changed it I actually saying. changed it because my dad is the kind of person who would find that incredibly offensive so <laughs> no. he's, he, he's I have a family league and actually it's all about just keeping your relationships well, well <laughs> yeah. so I've gone with Giroud that was very, I, so. I like clever humour that was very, that was clever yeah. um I don't particularly have, I always base one on I support Argo and the, and the oh, two yes. only one sorry so I always pick a what's your one this year um, to look at me go based on the goalkeeper because I'm planning to fly this year so oh, you're pl- planning to fly I'm, I'm, I'm not planning to fly I might fly, have to change so. the name of about a month or two in but <laughs> Baron what about yourself I'm not looking afraid oh, right. I can't bring any can any, you disclose your pills, team then pills to the uh, sorry can you disclose your team then for this year I haven't picked it yet oh you haven't picked a name I literally yeah. haven't I haven't picked my team well I'll tell you what next week we'll find out what Baron's no pressure yeah Right, that brings us to a close. Thank you for listening to our first podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that Jack's haphazard approach didn't turn too many of you away. Um, We will be back next week, hopefully discussing how well we've all done. Um, One thing we are planning to do is each player who does the worst out of the three of us each week will do some kind of forfeit on the podcast. I was first I heard about that. David I would, is, listeners, David has just sprung that on us. We have not agreed to that. I self embarrassed. It's set in stone, lads. I'm sorry. I've written it down, I've, I've written it down in biro, so we have to do it now. Um, so yeah, thanks again for listening and uh, we'll see you next week. Ben jij prijsbewust? Nu extra MB's bij Mijn Sim Only. Voor 12,50 per maand, onbeperkte minuten of sms'jes en 3500 MB 4G internet tijdens de Ben Prijsbewust Weken. Kijk op ben.nl.